Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And it has been a long time since we've had an episode. Sorry about that. Next episode may, may be longer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, just get progressively longer in between every episode. We're a biannual podcast. <laughs> but that means every two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, now, on today's episode, we're covering uh, Secret Santa by Andrew Schaefer and the Shudder movie Slacks about killer pants. With two exits. Yeah. Before we get into that, what's up with you, Oh, uh, not not too much. Just same old, same old. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought you. Were, I right. mean, that was. No, I mean that's it. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, it's it's pretty much the you know the usual thing that I'm doing. It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. It's basically it's Groundhog Day, but it's different days. <laughs> yeah, mine's like Groundhog Day, but with less progress. <laughs> yeah. No, you, um, don't, you don't like grow as no. a person no. or like but, learn new things. But think about <laughs> this: like, I think if I had his timeline, I, I'd do all right because he like lived like how long? Like, Somebody did the math before. It's like it's it's like thousands of years or something. Yes, <laughs> which makes uh, I think sense. That's a, I think that's a lowball estimate, actually. You know what movie I feel like didn't get a, enough love was uh, Palm Springs last year. Dude, that movie was great. I know, I know, it was really good. It was like a darker Groundhog Day, uh, but I mean, not as good because it was derivative <laughs> of was, Groundhog Day. I don't know if it was darker. <sighs> I don't know. It had uh, it had a really dark edge to it, though. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, like, kind of so did Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I'm surprised that no one, literally nobody, talks about that movie at all. Yeah, it's bizarre. You know, I feel like that's where a lot of problems as <laughs> a nation have come from. Uh, the fact that we don't share the same I take incoming. Yeah, I'm just saying, like <laughs> we don't share like the same uh, like TV or anything anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's stuck in a niche, and like yeah, you can find your niche people online, but like there's not really water cooler talk because it's like, oh, did you see that on Peacock? I mean, no, I don't have Peacock. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> see you later, stranger. Never talk to you again. You're a dick without Peacock. Why are you talking to random strangers about stuff you saw on Peacock? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But if we were all forced to watch like the same 20 channels, <laughs> I'd But I'd so the have... thing is, it actually still has happened. Okay. Um, Game of Thrones was like that. Yeah, but it left everyone with "fuck that show." That was stupid. <laughs> Type. Well, yeah, that's not that's not society as a whole's <laughs> fault. That's D and D's fault. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um. Okay. Uh. Um. Tiger King. I didn't watch it. I know, but I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Maybe Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, the maybe, thing is, is maybe there it's... are these cultural things here that are happening. You're just not doing them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then you're complaining about it. <laughs> you know me. I just like to complain. 
<laughs> oh man. Uh, I, I feel like that's actually what's going on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you also have to think like, what are these like cultural moments of yesteryear that I'm learning or that I'm yearning for? Because like I also opted out of those too, except for like maybe <laughs> Seinfeld and SNL back when it was relevant. Like, it, 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 like, <laughs> but yeah. Hey, did you see anything about that new? Uh, or did we even talk about it? Uh, that uh, a classic horror story on Netflix? No, dude, it looks so good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like a camper, a car crash, an abandoned house, children's music in the background. Think you've seen it before? Look again. Like it's super like meta, but uh-huh. very tropey. Kind of like Cabin in the Woods. I love Cabin in the Woods. Um, I want to say that it's a foreign film too. Uh, but, uh, don't. I mean, you can say it. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I mean, I, I can't find that it is. Let's see. Yep. It's a foreign film, but it doesn't say what, what, uh, you know, what country it's from, but it looks really, really good. And in fact, <laughs> you know, What's it called? a classic horror story. Yeah. It's coming up on Netflix. I want to say it's like the 14th of July. Uh, but <laughs> but the date was posted in a different language. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, but while we're hanging on that, Italy. Uh, okay. Um, no, oh, you know some classic horror out of Italy. Yeah, we got do that. Argento two point No, maybe. Let's not. You know. <laughs> reduce all of Italy's horror to one guy. Um, I was going to say, not compare him to the guy who you can reduce Italy's all for. Uh, Until we at least see it. Yeah. I'm just like, what a giallo. (laughs) Not even the right genre. (laughs) Um, No. uh, What else was I going to say? Uh, Dude, Fear Streets. Have we talked about this? There's well, I knew there was a bunch of them happening. Yeah. Like, I didn't know they were all kind of happening all at once. <laughs> I think they're either two weeks or a month apart. Yeah, but, like, that's basically all at once. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all going to Netflix, and they're all rated R. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be cool. <laughs> so I'm yeah, still- <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Kelsey, has my wife... I has this thing where she thinks that I'm obsessed with like ratings, <laughs> you know, and she, I was like, but like, you know, she, she likes horror stuff every once in a while, but doesn't really pay attention to be completely honest. She's not a huge yeah. fan of it, but I'm like, yeah, it, yeah, it's rated R too. Like, so I don't think she's putting <laughs> two and two together about this, uh, 90% of the time PG 13 horror sucking, you know? And so, yeah. anyway, but she's like, you're, she's like, why are you obsessed with the rating? <laughs> so, anyway, but but that is cool, though. I never read the Fear Street books. <laughs> I didn't either, actually. Yeah, weird. So, did you it ever, is weird. Did you ever watch Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Uh-huh. Was, was it just me, or was that way, like... Kind of like how you'd expect a Fear Street movies to be PG-13. Was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark way more grown up than you would have expected? 
I always kind of felt like they were um, like the kid version of uh, Tales from the Dark Side. I can see that. <laughs> I mean, they were dark as shit, but they but, were but also the like. Is, I felt like Goosebumps was like um, the 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 kid version of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so it's like. Well, scary, if that makes sense, scary stories to tell in the dark was like a lot of riddles and shit too. But you know, like, like, uh, and like uh, urban legends that were kind of passed down and all sorts yeah. of stuff. But like, that movie was so much darker than I would have thought. And it's only you know, again, it's a PG thirteen, but um, but it, it was so much darker than I would have thought. But uh. On to other stuff. Apparently, they dropped a new Candyman trailer, but I haven't oh, did seen they? it. Yeah, it dropped today, but I have not seen it. But yeah. I'm excited though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why they didn't advertise it so much early on that uh, Tony Todd's still Candyman, but he is. <laughs> yeah, that seems like something you would want to like tell people. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, who could be Candyman? Like, who around now could actually pull it off? You know who would have been a cool Candyman? I don't know that he would have been a good Candyman, but I think he could have been and totally played against type. But, like, Terry Crews. Yeah. That dude's intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Or he can be. Yeah. I mean, like... That's not really his persona? No, no. It's interesting that, like, you know... Okay, think about in the 80s. Like, big, muscly dudes, like, either did horror stuff, right? Or, like, action things, right? Terry Crews is, you know, just as big as those guys, like, you know, bodybuilding-wise. But he does comedy. Yeah. I I find that hilarious. Well, I mean, those dudes also did it. It did comedy, too, though. Yeah. But, but like, but he you know, almost Schwarzenegger exclusive. didn't start in comedy. No, no. <laughs> I was thinking of like some sort of like Mister Nanny Conan or Conan mashup. <laughs> I would watch that, Mister Conan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Spirals hitting DVD next month. Which, Already? Yeah. Yeah. I I forget things move a lot faster in the future. Well, yeah, and that and the fact that like since they're also simultaneously hitting pay, you know, VOD. Yeah. It's kind of like it speeds up that whole process cuz you would expect for it to hit VOD next month, uh, you know, and then a couple months after that uh physical media. Um did you see the the new trailer for um, the? I can never say his name correctly. Is it Junji Ito? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I know who you're the, talking about. The the they they're doing a like an anime of Uzumaki mm-hmm. that's going to be on Adult Swim. Um, they showed a che- a teaser for it. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? Yeah, it's like literally like four seconds. 
Yeah, and it. Well, I saw the footage from they were premiering it somewhere, and the director was like, "I'm so sorry that it's delayed." Yeah. That's what I saw. So I, I didn't. I saw that's that. The, and that's the tra- That's the teaser. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and I it, mean, it, it, I mean, like it looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you it know? looks the same as the. The book, you know? Yeah. They didn't go a different direction with the art design, which would have been a terrible idea if they yeah. had. Uh, yeah. Nobody really references the fact that they made a movie of that, like, in 2007? I remember being in Austin, and it premiered at, uh, what was that? I, I want to say it was Fantastic Fest, but maybe it was one of the South by Southwest uh, film screenings. But mm-hmm. I remember seeing, like, playbills at the Alamo draft house when we went to go see that movie, the 10, uh, <laughs> and, uh, they were talking about that. And I think it was just named spiral. Uh, yeah, but, something like that. but yeah, then I wonder if that movie's any good. I don't know. Maybe we should chew it. Yeah. Uh, also, did you see VHS 94 is going to hit? Yeah. Seven? Yeah. I'm pretty pumped about that. I like, uh, like the VHS franchise for, you know, uh, I mean, to varying what is degrees. It right? oh. <laughs> <laughs> curiously enough, PG. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that would be. Uh, I, I'm pretty interested. Hey, did you ever watch the, the Witcher? Yeah. Was it good? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it had its moments where it was kind of <laughs> iffy. Well, but I think overall it was good. Okay. Yeah, I mean that was more of a off off air type. Oh, thing. I thought there was like a, a thing that you're gonna. No, you're I like, mean they're, do, they're did doing. Did you this. hear that Netflix paid the the crew for the COVID luck or did they thing? Yeah, they could, they shut down production and the, but they still paid everybody. Ah, uh, which kind uh, of well, nice. Yeah, yeah, they're doing um uh, uh the second season's coming soon. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, there's a new movie called, I, I want to say it's called Till Death with uh, Megan Fox. Fox, yeah. I haven't seen the trailer, though, but I've heard it's a lot like Gerald's game. <laughs> Is the trailer out? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. But. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, I heard about this thing. Was it cool? I uh-huh. <laughs> it's a thing, I guess. <laughs> oh man, what else? Uh, hey, how could how come we haven't talked about the Toxic Avenger reboot yet? I think we did a long time ago that just that they greenlit it. But yeah, it's supposed to be starring Peter Dinklage as Toxie. Yeah, and, and uh, Kevin Elijah Bacon Woods in it now. And Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. What it's, is going on with this? Not only that, it's making Blair. Who was the guy, not the director, but the star of that movie Murder Party? Remember that one that we covered? Where yes. He, yeah. Uh, side note, <laughs> tangentially related. I bought that recently for a dollar at uh, Dollar Tree. Huh. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, that. Uh, yeah, I think I honestly, most remakes I have very low hopes for. Uh-huh. I think you could take trauma source material and just trim out just a tiny bit of the things that don't work, still keep it extremely offensive, and make a, a movie with wa- mainstream appeal. I, I like how you're just like, 
you could take trauma movies and make them into better movies. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I think that trauma doesn't have mainstream appeal a lot of the time. But I think yeah. you could take just a I think tiny... that's also by design, though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, like, you could take and keep so many of the, the really fucked up and, and like, uh, you know, totally offensive elements and still make a, you know, movies that would appeal to the masses. Mm-hmm. I mean, but no matter what happens with this film, like, if it's good or bad or anything... A lot of people are not going to give it any. It's fair, do you know? It'll be like, well, it wasn't trauma, so you know. Oh yeah, like the the it's going to be a weird thing because I can see, you know, the hardcore trauma fans reacting very poorly to it, mm-hmm. right? Just like you know, just because it's not trauma, but I can also see the like mainstream people not watching or not liking it because of, you know, what it's based on. Well, I, (laughs) well, I think, I think that there's a a high chance they play their cards right and they piss off a whole lot of people. (laughs) But, but I also think, but but on the, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. On the flip side, we got to remember like back in the nineties, there was a toxic adventure cartoon show. Yeah, well, well, Toxic Crusaders, but yeah. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still included in my Tox box, the box set. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used I watched it. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah, I had some action figures. Yeah, if I remember right, and uh, there's a high chance I have this wrong, but I think that they licensed that to another company who made it, which makes the most sense because you know yeah. I can't really see Lloyd Kaufman like. In an animation type setting. But I think that they licensed it. But then after that was over, they got the rights back. And then Troma hired animators to make the one that's in the Tox box. Is it different? I don't know. Well, it's a movie instead of a series. Oh, this one was a TV show. Yeah. uh, That was basically Captain Planet. Yeah, I remember. Um, And he... I don't know, but like... (laughs) Oh, we have no audience? (laughs) Um, but like it was basically Captain Planet, and he fought a guy who was a uh, roach in a business suit. <laughs> I always, I always felt like, <laughs> the, yeah, I always felt like the Toxic Avenger was like it, the movies were a mix between Captain Planet and Swamp Thing. Oh, absolutely! Like a hundred percent, that's what they were. Even though I'm pretty sure it came out before uh, Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to think, at the time, that was kind of when people started uh, hyping, uh, you know, pollution. They started caring about the environment. Well, I think that a lot of public awareness was like, oh, these these big uh, corporations are, you know, poisoning the water hole (laughs) and stuff like that. Like, public perception of things like Superfund sites and stuff like that uh, were, were starting to get there. Uh, whereas before that, it was just like, oh, cool. You guys got rid of all the waste? Neat. <laughs> but anyway. We'll trust you. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I am ready. I want to see that. I can't wait, actually. Um, What about that new, uh, there's a new Evil Dead movie coming. Yeah. Uh, Rise. Yeah. Evil I, Dead Rise. Yeah. 
That that'll be cool. Um, it doesn't have Bruce Campbell in it though. Man, no, just a production credit. And it's also not tied to the last film, so they which is got, weird. They got the weirdest canon ever, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because like the TV show is technically not even like it's not. It look. doesn't have Army of Darkness, but he's more Ash from Army of Darkness than Ash from Evil Dead Two, and definitely not Ash from Evil Dead One. You know, he's not <laughs> stiff shirty, but yeah, I don't know. They have the most bizarre canon, but yeah, whatever. I love. Well, I mean, like the comics. Um, which I know are actually, I think are technically canon. Oh, are they? Um, established that there's a multiverse. Oh, really? Well, that actually makes a lot of sense. And there's like, there's even like a whole run where, um, he teams up with a female Ash Mm -hmm. and stuff. Excuse me. (laughs) You weren't making me yawn. Just super, super boring, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> now uh yeah we're recording this at night this is one of our night episodes <laughs> B&E after dark yeah yeah but uh yeah so <laughs> back to whatever the hell it was we were talking about <laughs> before evil dead uh oh crawl is on hulu <laughs> the alligator movie yeah did you watch is it? it a crocodile uh uh, I don't remember. I want to say it's a crocodile. Uh, oh no, alligators. Teeth? Huh? And you see its teeth when its mouth is closed. I mean, I didn't give a shit. I watched it at two in the morning. <laughs> but it is apparently alligators. Um, And like the biggest flaw in that film is like it, it takes place, I want to say in Florida. And no one in Florida has uh, basements. And the yeah. whole movie's in a basement. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "Well, pretend <laughs> they didn't find out until I like they never thought about that until after the movie was done." They were like, "Well, pretend people in Florida have basements." <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that movie was unexpectedly really good. Yeah, I hear good things about it. I just never saw it. It was fun. It was re- really fun. Uh, but yeah, didn't, that's on Hulu. Wasn't well, like. <laughs> Oh, you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's on Hulu. What else is on Hulu? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I rewatched uh, what Cooties hit Netflix recently. And I rewatched it. That movie's so good. It holds up so well. Um, what else? Uh, oh, go ahead. Nothing. It's just a shit. It's like going down the list of just you know. shit to happen. Um, okay, yeah, I knew it was pro- like Sam Raimi's production company did it. Uh, That's what it was. Did you see? Yeah, yeah. Did you see the new uh, Orphan trailer or not trailer? But did you hear about it? Orphan- I heard. Yeah, it's like a prequel. Yeah, and it's still starring the same. Like now she's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not that she wasn't before, but she was a girl, you know? She was, like, 13 starring in the last movie or something like that. And now she's, like, you know, in her late 20s or some shit. And yeah, I mean, wasn't the whole point of that movie was that she looked 13 
but wasn't. Yeah, but now she doesn't look 13. Yeah, that's okay. So how can you do a prequel? I know. I have no clue. Maybe she's her mom. <laughs> maybe. Um, maybe there's going to be like magic. Maybe it's going to be like a bad Freaky Friday. I always heard it was really good, but I never watched it. Did you? Um, I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't know what it is about like the killer kid genre of movies. It's not like I don't like them, but I don't seek them out. Like if it's on, there's some good ones like Children of the Corn. Never saw it. What? I own not it. even the weird remake <laughs> with Mark Hamill. What's weird is I've seen I've seen some of the, some of some of the sequels. And the made-for-sci-fi one from just a few years ago. That was so bad. Uh, but no, as far as the original, I've watched like the first 20 minutes, and I was like, oh, God, do these people just hate each other? Like, the married couple just bickered too much. I'm like, I'm not in y'all's marriage. Why am I sharing in your problems? <laughs> so, anyway, um, but uh, The weird, like... <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't care about the plot of this movie <laughs> or the characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just show me that corn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you promised me corn. Now deliver it. Uh, dude, I think this trailer dropped since we did the last episode, but the trailer for Old by uh, the M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen it. Oh, They've been really? talking about that movie for forever. That movie looks cool. Like, Does it? Yes. It looks really, really cool. Like, the kids basically just leave their parents' eyes, you know, like, they leave their sight, and they're like, Mom, Dad! But they're, like, 60-year-old, you know? <laughs> and, like, it's making people, this beach is making people, like, age weirdly. Yeah. And so, and, like, not all at the same time, it doesn't appear. Uh <laughs> but anyway, yeah, looks kind of cool. Anyway, uh, you want to get into... I, I just hope it's as good as The Happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have my sights a little higher than The ha- Happening. You hey, know, I legit like that movie. I know. You're the only person I know that likes that movie. I don't like The Happening. I wouldn't rewatch The Village. Um, Dude, I love The Village. I like Signs. I, signs is signs is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a good movie. It's it's good and it's got that one creepy scene. <laughs> but uh but uh what was it that glass? I I didn't really give a shit about glass. To me it kind of ruined. Well, did you like Unbreakable? I liked Unbreakable. I didn't did you like Split? I loved Split. Liked Unbreakable. Thought Glass was the worst of all three. I mean, I could see it being the the weakest. Yeah, I know out of the out of that trilogy. I mean, but before the very ending of Split, you you didn't even know that it was related to Unbreakable. No, but that ending was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. I know people that never saw Unbreakable or forgot about it, and they're like, "What the shit was that? <laughs> you know, like, was I supposed to know something there?" Ah. Yeah, well, you want to get in? I think, (laughs) I'm I'm just saying, I might be a a Shyamalan apologist. (laughs) I don't dislike M. Night Shyamalan. I think think his net effect is good. Very good. It's just his worst moments suck. (laughs) 
but I, I even liked uh, what was that movie that he produced? Uh, Devil. I like that a lot. Dude, Devil was great. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say um, that. Uh, um, what you call it? The Avatar movie. Oh yeah, that one was awesome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, what was the other thing? The visit, the visit was good, and no one talks about that at all. Yeah, the crazy grandparents. No one talks about uh, Lady in the Water either. I never saw it. Was, am I missing anything? <laughs> um, honestly, I don't even remember if I ever saw that one. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Paul Giamatti's in it, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right all right so uh, uh movie or book first uh you you pick i'm gonna go movie all right we'll okay. be right back with our review of slacks we're back we're talking slacks um this is a brand new shutter film when i say brand new a couple months old always just assume anything we say is brand new is kind of old yeah <laughs> But, new to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The brand new film, Poltergeist 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this is one of the uh, the Shudder exclusive films. Um, and here's the quick summary. Uh, possessed pair of jeans terrorizes trapped workers at a trendy clothing store. Released September 11, 2020. You know, brand new. <laughs> brand new. <laughs> um <laughs> And honestly, that's the that's a pretty concise summary of this. Yeah. It's short. pretty accurate too. Yeah, yeah. Um. So this film, oh my god, it's got. I right, guess the Rotten Tomatoes. I normally don't look at at, at reviews for it, but the it just Rotten popped up. Tomatoes score. Yes. yes. I'm gonna say. Are we talking critics or are we talking uh, audience? Let's go critics, the tomato meter. Critics, I'm going to say 75. 97. What? I guess the audience score. I was going to say 80-something for the audience. 42. <laughs> I'm in line with one of these. <laughs> so, anyway. um, But, uh... So, yeah, the, this girl starts at a brand new clothing store, and they're they're preparing to do this overnight launch of uh, these brand new jean, jeans that are like genderless jeans that shape to your body, and no matter what, always it make said, you look it, good. It right? said, it, it said, fit to your body, whether you're five pounds underweight or five pounds overweight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh, like, yeah, and I felt like there was a lot of like uh, satire, uh, especially. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? But I mean, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't as um, as obscured or smart as it's been done in other films. It was just pretty much blatant and in your face yeah. with with you know the problems of image and consumerism and all this kinds of stuff. Uh, uh -huh. But. Let's get there first. Labor exploitation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, which will lead to another conversation further down. But this this woman, uh, she gets trapped into a store. And this is going to be kind of more 
an elab- elaborated version of the uh, summary earlier, but I don't want to spoil anything. She gets trapped in the store, and then, um, you know, her co-workers start dying one by one by these genes, and there's some pretty cool gene kills in this movie, uh, given a yeah. very, very low budget. Um, I, was, I was actually very impressed with the, the puppetry of the pants. Yeah, I was wondering about some of it, if they were using a combination of stop motion or if they were using, like, sticks in the legs of the pants. And well, I think, did you watch the credits? No. No. Oh, because it showed, like, behind-the-scenes stuff of how they were doing a lot of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> well, tell us. Uh, well... A lot of it, especially the walking around jeans, mm-hmm. um, was somebody in a green screen suit, like physically walking the jeans. That makes sense. Like actually puppeting them, like well behind. So basically, the same thing that they did from like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes but, sense. Um, yeah, but but no, there was it was actually really well done. As far as like the movement of the of the possessed pants, yeah, and for something extremely low budget, and yeah, I, I mean, I don't know the budget, but I can assume that this was made super cheap. It, uh, probably very cheap. But for that, uh, the acting was surprisingly decent. The direction was fine. Uh, the only thing that it looked I looked good, yeah. The only thing that it had I, that it had that Joker color where it's like mostly green, yeah. Yeah, the only thing that I felt that kind of felt weird about this film is that the tone was uneven. And the yeah. Like it didn't it never went brutal enough to be bru- you know to be like brutal. To be like rated R. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I was like am I watching like a, a Goosebump or a scary story to tell in the dark? I mean, <laughs> I mean cuz I demanded a Fear Street, which is rated R. <laughs> but like EMA. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah I just felt like it was it was tonally uneven uh not really okay. sure what it was going for So so I agree with you because like I I think like the beginning or I mean like the movie was you know it's about killer pants okay mm-hmm. and that can go either like ridiculously ludicrous Mm -hmm. right and and actually be zany like madcap or whatever or you can treat it as seriously as possible Mm -hmm. okay and for the most part they went serious right Mm -hmm. but for some reason it didn't seem like they really totally committed to it right like it didn't feel and it's going to be so weird to say about a movie about killer pants. It didn't feel serious enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there was there was like a co- like comic relief characters and stuff. And it's like I understand, you know, that the premise is dumb, but it's like the fact that they didn't go all the way with it made it feel, you know, weird. like. Like it was a movie about killer pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, like you said, just, you know, I think the thing was, is there was no, no stakes in it. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care. I was going to say like, um, you know, like they didn't go too far enough 
like with the seriousness, especially since they tried to put in the things about like workers' rights and you know ch- like ethically sourcing your materials and stuff like that. And it just I don't know. Yeah. It just I I'm sorry. You know, I <laughs> even though I might care about those issues and stuff, I don't give a shit about if they make it into the movie about killer pants. Like it, it, to me it oh, just it was, was like the whole reason why the pants were killer craig i guess i mean to me it seemed like a convenient excuse to make these pants killer (laughs) but i don't know i i I, it was just kind of like oh okay we're going activist route (laughs) three quarters (laughs) of the way into the movie you know what i'm saying like to me if they wanted to go from that angle they should have showed what happened from the beginning and just let you in on the fun of the killer pants you know what i'm saying they kind of like they touched on things yeah i guess uh, but i will say that while they're explaining this uh this you have this uh assistant manager or manager type character who's a total bastard but yeah but um when the other characters are starting to piece together that this is uh, oh my gosh this is a you know a, a, a big social issue he's like oh y'all shut up with that you didn't care five minutes ago <laughs> like and <laughs> i feel like at that point that may have been meta or yeah. meant to just be like you're a stand-in for the audience, uh, you know, on this particular scene. But yeah, but either way, I, I thought it was, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but there was just, there was something about it that I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I did enjoy it. I thought it was fun. Um, mm-hmm. It just was so uneven that I, I wasn't sure what I got out of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. good. I mean, I I think that makes sense. Yeah. I I, I don't know. In between that and the fact that you had uh, the death scenes being campy but well done, and you had no stakes, and I, so I think the first death scene mm-hmm. was actually very very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is where it got ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. It, it, wait, the the guy. Oh, was yeah, that yeah. the second one? That was the third. Because then there oh, was yeah. the, the the coworker that went in after her. That was yeah. the second one. That was kind of a repeat of the first. But when the guy sort went of. in, yeah, yeah. Um, um, although I do say it's. We'll reiterate again. The puppetry in that scene was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm a sucker for for shitty movies. <laughs> thus, what? Uh, thus, uh, you know, the podcast. <laughs> but um, and hell, uh, you know, I wrote a movie a screenplay about killer pillows. You know, I did. I didn't want to necessarily bring this up unless um, <laughs> you did. But uh, I, I will say there were some things that were reminiscent. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, totally accidentally. I don't think some somewhere my script is I making think somebody's heard it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
but uh, yeah, I, so I think I'm I'm pretty good mark for this kind of movies. I love the the critters films. I like the stuff. You know, just like you just mentioned earlier. What which one series did you cooties? Cooties, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's kid <laughs> zombies. <laughs> yeah. But, I was thinking, like, ghoulies for a second. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, just something felt off about it. But not off enough that I wanted to turn it off or anything like that. I did fall yeah. asleep multiple times, and this took me multiple <laughs> viewings to get through an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes of film. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what would you say... What? Well, first off, did is did I speak over you? Is there anything that you want to get in there? No, I mean, like, I think for the most part, um, you know, you're basically saying the same things that I was thinking. Um, I mean, it's an enjoyable movie, mm-hmm. right? Like, I thought it was fun. There was a lot of um there was a lot of humor in it but they again they played it straight it was almost like airplane in a way mm-hmm. you know um where it's like they took cuz airplane was actually a completely different script basically almost word for word um was taken from some drama but i don't remember what wasn't um, it airport and, no it had a different name i think Okay. Um, but it was set like way earlier, and that's why like um, the engine noises are propeller sounds because it's the same sound from the original movie. But you know, it's like they they took this thing that it could have been, you know, either a really serious, you know, scary movie about a stupid situation, mm-hmm. right? Or it could have been. Um, a movie that was like really campy or it could have been a movie where it didn't take itself too seriously, but it wasn't like over the top. And I think it tried to kind of be all three Mm -hmm. and I don't think it really worked. All right. So what would you give it out of five that said, Uh, I mean, I I liked it, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Um, I think it would be a solid three for me. I'm going to go just slightly less. I see where you're coming from. And, you know, from a technical perspective, it was fine. And it was fun. I I honestly think that if you had some, like, friends over and stuff like this, this could have been, like, a a somewhat fun party movie. Although, (laughs) I, I, I can't see anyone just, like, losing it over this movie either, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to go slightly less. I'm going to say a two and a half completely middle of the road. Okay. All right. Well, that was slacks on shutter. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll be right back with our review of secret Santa by Andrew Schaefer. All right. We are back. We're on the home stretch, man. We're on the home stretch. You're the audience. <laughs> yeah, just which stick one, with us. Just, just stick with us one more episode. Which one's more tired of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 
So we're back. We are talking uh, Secret Santa by Andrew Schaefer. And this book, uh, A, I don't have the synopsis pulled up, so let's get to that. But B, this was um, a different kind of book for us. We do a lot of indie uh, books. And although this is, who did this? Quark? I think Quark published it. So, like, I mean, you know, it's just not the micro budget or like uh, self pub type stuff that we do that uh, like a lot more. Um, But it was also tonally different than a lot of the books that we uh, cover. So I know this one had to do with supernatural evil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this guy also he. has written like a lot of like silly shit in the mm-hmm. past, uh, some of which under the uh, pseudonym Fanny Merkin. <laughs> Fifty Shames of Earl Grey was one of his. Uh, Look, Mom, I'm a poet. Hope Rides Again, which is a uh, adventure. It appears to be some sort of like spy adventure uh, with Barack Obama and Joe Biden teaming up. Uh, Day of the Donald, Trump Trump's America, Hope Never Dies, which is another Obama uh, Biden book, and this appears to be his first foray into horror. Um, that said, he, you know, the writing definitely would. It seemed like he was uh, familiar with his uh, source material, so, mm-hmm. but um. Anyway, so, all right, this is from the Penguin Random House Canada site. So, I guess that's <laughs> who published him, at least in Canada. All right, or is, is Quirk a, uh, an offset of Penguin Random, Random House? This it might be. Something that we probably should know. <laughs> but yeah. Whatever. All right. Uh, the office meets Stephen King, dressed up in holiday tinsel and this fun, festive, and frightening horror comedy set during the or, the horror publishing boom of the ADM of the eighties by New York Times bestselling satirist Andrew Schaefer. Right, so he's a satirist, huh? So, all right. Out of work for months, Lucy Meyer is desperate to work anywhere in publishing. Prestigious Lucy. Oh, is it Lucy? I've never seen Lucy spelled like that. I know. She makes a point to say that oh, it's huh. spelled. But the thing is, is I was actually going to mention this. Um, I did that constantly in the book, uh-huh. going back and forth between actually calling her Lucy in my head and Lussy. I called her Lussy the entire time and must have missed that sentence where she explained it. The very beginning. I assume during the interview, huh? Uh, no, when she's talking to the receptionist. Ah, okay. Alright. So, out of work for months, a Lucy Meyer is desperate to work anywhere in publishing. Prestigious Blackwood Patterson isn't the perfect fit, but a bizarre set of circumstances leads her to her hire and a firm mandate. Uh, Lucy must find the next horror superstar to compete with Stephen King, Anne Rice, and Peter Straub. It's the 80s, after all, and horror is the hottest genre. But as soon as she arrives, Lucy finds herself the target of her co-worker's mean-spirited pranks. The hazing reaches its peak during the company's annual secret Santa gift exchange, when Lucy receives a demonic-looking object that she recognizes but doesn't understand. 
Suddenly, her co-workers begin falling victim to a series of horrific accidents akin to a George Romero movie, and Lucy sus- suspects that her gift is involved. With the help of her former author, the flamboyant Fabian Nightingale, Lucy must track down her anonymous secret Santa and figure out the true meaning of the cursed object in her possession before it des- destroys the company and her soul. That's, that's a very long synopsis. Uh, yeah, that that like just went on and on, just babbling on. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, one thing uh, I mentioned earlier, this isn't really our normal uh, type of tone. This wasn't a very mean spirited book. It was. No, all- it- it was a lot more not comedy it just had a lighter tone than most of the things that we cover we cover a lot of mean there were quite a few parts that like I literally did actually laugh out loud really? (laughs) yeah man (laughs) I know (laughs) just picture you like jeez it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever (laughs) met yeah no, it it was enjoyable, and I, I really felt like this was a page turner. Uh, you know, I read it in two sittings. Felt like it was uh, one. It was really well written. Yeah, I think. Um, you know, I had mentioned to you that it was two hundred pages, but it felt more dense than that. But that was also after the first reading, and then I literally read the rest in the next sitting. Um, but yeah, it it was um, it was very 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 well written. Um, it it had enjoyable characters. It had a very very um, uh, how, how would you say, just like a, a very detailed world. Including a lot of details that you thought may go somewhere, but don't really. You know, like character quirks and stuff like that that didn't contribute much at all to the story. Yeah. Um, that said, I'm not sure that the plot really did a whole lot for me. Well, I mean, there, it kind of really wasn't much of a plot. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. You know? Like, there there were things that happened in the book, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's like a lot of it was more, especially towards the beginning, say the whole first half of it was basically Lucy settling in at her new job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, way too, way too much of it felt like there, settling in. There was a in. couple of things that happened in there that were like mysterious or whatever but that's really you know that whole first half um i wish i had marked it where um when the secret santa thing actually was because that's kind of where it actually does sort of pick up i think it's around page 120 around 120 Mm. i don't know I, i have the hard copy but it's in my car and i'm very lazy um, but uh, it, it it was way too late in the story to me. Um, but eh, whatever. I mean, I, it was it was still a fun read. Mm-hmm. Like even though the, the that the plot didn't really pick up until 
that late, right? Um, Speaking of which, as an aside, as far as uh, movies or media where the plot picks up really late, um, I told you I watched that movie Fisherman's Friend, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Did I tell you when the actual plot of that movie started? No. Uh, it is an hour and a half long movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it started, like, the actual conflict of the movie started about a hour and ten minutes in. Good grief. <laughs> Why? I don't know. The rest of it was just them all hanging around, being fishermen and singing songs. You know, you know one thing that I felt, <laughs> not to change the subject. Uh, Go for it. All right. What I found odd about this is I could not picture uh, Lucy in my head. Like, I don't know that it gave a whole lot of details on her, period, like, like at all, in terms of how she looked, any anything like that. However, Fabian Nightingale was an amazing character. <laughs> <laughs> and he was Matt Berry in my head. Like, Laszlo from um, uh, What We Do in oh, the Shadows. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, completely him in my head. I, oh, someone's getting a bath. <laughs> yeah, I pictured him very close. Even though it kept talking about his mustache, mm-hmm. I could not picture him with a mustache. Nah. Um, but... but but you're right. I think I went almost exactly the same way with him. <laughs> I I thought he was... Uh, well, I, I enjoyed both the characters. Uh, I thought they were both well-rounded. Both meaning, you know, Fabian and, and Lucy, even though I can't picture her and didn't know how her name was pronounced. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I... Uh, I don't know. I I really enjoyed them together. Um, and I liked how he just everything was like overly kind of gothic and tongue in cheek at the same time with him. Yeah. And and, and dramatic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he carried but it. like, but like melodramatic, but it still seemed like like flippant about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a very British melodra- melodramatic. Because he was supposed to be British. Yeah. Almost like a British melodramatic uh, version of co-host of B&E Network's uh, Longbox Small Talk, Rodney. (laughs) Yeah, I could see him as a British Rodney. (laughs) Like, if he was a gothic British Rodney. uh, Because Rodney's (laughs) not melodramatic, but he's very flippant. He does not seem to care much at all about much. Man, now I just want to see a gothic Rodney. <laughs> yeah, let's he take needs some. to go through, through a goth phase in his thirties. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what he, I, I think. He, yeah, maybe maybe he's due for that. Maybe that could be his midlife crisis, going just full goth. <laughs> um, but no, I uh, I really. Um, I enjoyed a lot about uh, about this book. I thought that it was uh, funny. I thought it was fun. I thought that the scare factor was extremely low. Um, yeah. 
uh, which I felt like maybe that could have been upped, but maybe not. I mean, it's not like every horror thing has to be. I don't, I don't be. know if that was really the point of it. Yeah. Yeah, and now I've seen... I had read reviews of this before I bought it because this wasn't supposed to be something that we covered on the podcast. This is a paperback that I had bought, and then I was like, hey, <laughs> we were kind of hard up for what we could review. Like, what if we did this one, you know? And so, like, I had done gone through, like, Goodreads to see if it was worth spending my gift card on. <laughs> and, um, uh, and, like, a lot of people had compared it to Gremlins. I didn't see that at all. Did you? No, Did there, were, there would have to be more of the actual little demon thing. Yeah. To be Gremlins. Yeah, I didn't know if I was missing something, but it really didn't feel like Gremlins. We're gonna say gremlins. It was more like if it, it was like if someone had a gremlin, like a Mogwai doll. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I mean. It's like I don't know. Is it, it? That's but, a weird comparison. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I bought it because I was like, hell yeah, I want to read a gremlins book. <laughs> and, I bet there's a novelization of gremlins. Yeah. Yeah, and but, I bet it adds a ton to the canon that's no one ever talks about. Just ruins <laughs> it all, like because they never explain the origins of them, and you know the book would ruin it. And, yeah, let's see if there's. Oh God, sorry. The first article, the Gremlins novelization is even wackier than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. So your question's totally answered, but um, so. I don't know. I, I enjoyed this. Um, I I thought that, you know, it was well-written. It was fun. I would recommend it. I think that this would actually be... Uh, it's obviously not a... It's not a young adult title, but it's a very tame horror comedy book, right? This would be a perfect yeah. entry to somebody wanting to get into reading horror. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's there's not that many, like... I mean, there's a couple of spooky scenes. There's one scene in particular that I even wrote in my notes that uh, we got steined at one point. <laughs> oh, oh, was it um, the... It was the the plastic ghost? Yes. Was it? Absolutely the plastic <laughs> ghost, yeah. 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 Um, but there was actually a couple of times where things like that happened. Um... Where, where it's like, oh, it was something scary. Oh, it turns out it wasn't. You right? know. <laughs> um, and, and I think that leads itself um, to to an audience or lends itself to an audience that maybe isn't huge on horror in the first place mm -hmm. because it kind of um, it kind of lowers the stakes. You mm -hmm. know, not not the stakes, like kind of like lowers the the um, risk. Of the book, you know what I mean? Um, where it's like, oh no, it wasn't really something scary, but and maybe puts the the reader back at ease, mm -hmm. quote unquote. Um, but oh, it also kind of makes it feel though, as far as horror goes, it's a little more juvenile. Yes, you know. Yeah. Um, now, now while we're on that though, I I feel like. It does feel like it's a little more juvenile, um, but uh, on the flip side, they 
they were making so many homages to horror in general, uh, you know, or m- so many references that it covered yeah. the spectrum. It, it, it even even talked about like Skip and Spectre with the with the light at the end, um, and like Sean Hudson being gross, <laughs> you know, and like. Uh, not him as a person, but his writing being like, you know, squirmy and gross type horror. Uh, talked about obviously Stephen King and Anne Rice and, you know, the more mainstream mm-hmm. type stuff. Like, I feel like it definitely, it, this wasn't somebody bluffing, you know, wasn't a satirist that had no love for horror, but was just writing this for a paycheck. Is not yeah, absolutely. So I, I did appreciate that there was an appreciation for horror in this book. But, Mm -hmm. but I totally agree this, you know, if this didn't have some bad language and sex and drugs and shit in it, then it would be a young adult book. (laughs) Well, I I didn't mean like, like I didn't mean like juvenile, like just to clarify, I'm not saying this is what you're saying either, but I'm, I'm, I didn't mean like juvenile as in like, bad writing or anything like that just juveniles and like not scary no i yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. i I, uh, I just i just wanted to clarify yeah um and i didn't take it that way i also didn't take it even though i led into this being like young adult i didn't uh i didn't take it as you know you saying that it was meant for kids or anything like that either i, I just think yeah this wasn't like advanced holy shit type horror. This was advanced just, horror. <laughs> well, I mean, there's definitely different levels of like, there's either you, you're going to get slightly spooked. You can get really creeped out or you're going to get grossed out. And those are kind of the, the yeah. multiple ways that it, it gets you. Um, yeah, but this didn't really, this was just like, Oh, I wonder what's going to happen. And that's what drove it. So it was like a page turner. Um, uh, huh. Which is good, but you can't hear the <laughs> all the bathwater and stuff running, can you? No, I cannot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's the second bath reference. No, I uh, didn't know you were you were taking a bath um, <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. So uh, I like to unwind with a nice glass of wine and a bath and recording <laughs> a podcast <laughs> after work. Yeah. Yeah. You don't mind if I, you know, Skype in the tub, do you? <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, I mean, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun a fun book. Um, I would definitely check out. I I almost wish that the book didn't go the way that it did because I, I feel like the Fabian Nightingale and Lucy together could have been teamed up for more adventures. Yeah, like a buddy cop series. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. I just kind of want to read more of that Fabian Nightingale character. He <laughs> Just because he was like a world traveler, but also at the same time a struggling writer and a uh, and just, I don't know, drunk on absinthe. You know? Yeah. Like, just seems like a fun... Carried a flask of absinthe. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so what are you going to give it out of five? Um, I think I'm going to go four. I see you exactly. I see it exactly the same. I'm going to go four out of five, too. Enjoyable, quick, fun read, and I think it'd be a perfect entry into the horror genre. 
if yeah for a lot of people yeah um i did like how it poked uh like fun at itself um in a meta style too because it starts off with a, a chapter set in nazi germany and then it's like later it chastises another book that she's reading for having a, a prologue set in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. It also had extremely oh. short chapters, and at some point... Which it also... Cha- <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know, uh, readers, uh, you know, like low-level readers require short chapters or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought there, there was a lot of uh, layers involved in it. I, I enjoyed it. All right, man. Well, see you in two years. <laughs> so, all right, we'll be back we should, in. Yeah, we should adopt uh, an exponentially, like, uh, exponential schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, next episode's tomorrow, but then the one after that's two days from then, then four yeah. days, and yeah. Um, the I think next episode will probably have... Uh, authors at least ryan c thomas back and possibly ryan c thomas and anthony trevino to talk about their brand new book hissers three a completion of their uh you know their trilogy the hissers yeah (laughs) and so we'll probably have them on to talk about that um likely be kind of a more extended interview uh type show so check us out then and we will see you then